I'm speaking briefly this morning on the topic, then their eyes were opened. Then their eyes were opened. Let's say it together. Then their eyes were opened. One more time. Then their eyes were opened. I want to highlight today one important blessing that comes from celebrating the Lord's table or communion and that is the opening of our eyes. On Resurrection Sunday, I spoke about the two disciples on the road to Emmaus under the message or theme, Open Up the Grave. And that day I promised to return to the subject of opening our eyes. Our foundational scripture is from Luke 24, verse 32, verse 35. Luke 24, verse 32, verse 35. Let's read it together. Now it came to pass as he sat at table with them that he took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while we spoke? Sorry, while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us. Verse 33, so they arose up that, that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with him gathered together. Verse 34, saying, the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. May the Lord bless his word. Amen. It is possible to see without seeing. It is possible to see and yet not see. And in Luke 24 verse 16, Bible talks about the fact that while they conversed and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained. So they did not know him. What or who restrained their eyes? It could be their grief, unbelief, ignorance, tradition, or some other factor that was bothering these two disciples. It is possible that for many of us, the Lord Jesus Christ has come alongside us in a time of trouble and is trying to catch our attention. But we are so intently focused on our troubles, our grief, and our challenges that we cannot see him. Today, as we come before the Lord's table, may your eyes be opened. My two young friends will represent the disciples on the road to Emmaus. So I'll have Kelvin and Bassi with Jason as the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's applaud them.
Doesn't he look like Jesus? See, they are distressed, distressed about their issue. And the Lord is asking, what are you guys talking about? So they get to the junction and he says, oh, I, I will continue. They said, no, 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 no. Come, come home. Very powerful. So the Lord sits at table with them. I feel the spirit. And the bread is very big. And he breaks the bread. Wow, this was Jesus' time. And once the bread is broken, they look and they say, Ah, that must be him. How come we didn't see? And while they looked, he just disappeared from their sight. Let's put our hands together for Jesus. So they run back, they run back, saying, Let's go and tell the disciples. This is incredible. Let's appreciate Kelvin and Bassie and Jason. Did you enjoy that? Wonderful. So the lesson I get from this is that sometimes our grief, the things that distract us, the things that challenge us look so big in our eyes that the Lord himself could be tapping you on the shoulder trying to get your attention and you are still thinking about that landlord who's chasing you, that job opportunity that is not coming, that business trouble with the regulators and any other thing that is bothering you so much that you can't hear the Lord talking. That exam that you are worried about, yesterday they wrote an exam in preparation for this and they said, the exam, it was nice, but it wasn't nice. And somebody was very worried about the results, but, but she's here graduating. Sometimes that can be such a big thing for you that you can't hear the Lord signaling you. The second reason why sometimes we do not hear or see or sense or know that the Lord is around us is that the God of this age has blinded our eyes. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. It is the devil's avowed aim that he would prevent you from seeing the light of Christ and the gospel of Christ. And sometimes we allow the enemy to cloud our judgment and to cloud our minds and we can't see the light that is shining in our lives, which is the light of Christ. But one thing is certain, when we fail to see the light or we fail to see as we ought, the hidden mysteries of the kingdom are unavailable to us. We see that from Mark chapter 4, verse 11 and verse 12. Jesus talking to his disciples. And he said to them, To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside 
all things come in parables so that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them have you ever looked at a friend caught up in the ways of this world and wondered what is he or she seen in the places where they are going that they can't stop and you try to convince them about a more excellent way and they are so convinced about the way they have chosen and you wonder what has covered their face or what has covered their eyes that's what the bible is saying it talks about those who are outside it means that there are people who are also inside so you are inside the house of the Lord. You understand the things of God. But there are people who are outside who don't understand why you can talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness how? They say, Pony B. Hit them so that they can feel it. And you say, no, forgive. And they say, this one, where does it come from? When you are outside the light of Christ, the mysteries of the kingdom are not available to you. How would you feel as a member of the graduating class when you have sat in the new wine temple and been educated about the integrity of working with Jesus and you go to your school and they are writing exams and the whole class is cheating and to make it worse, the invigilators and the teachers are helping them to cheat. And you say, I am born again. I will not cheat. And they finish the exam and you are crying because you are wondering whether you did the right thing or the wrong thing. Let me encourage you. You are doing the right thing. Stay on the street and narrow and God will bless you. Let's put our hands together for our children. So let me share quickly three benefits of open eyes the bible says that as they sat at table and the lord broke the bread their eyes were opened in verse 30 of luke 24 that we read it says now it came to pass as he sat at table with them that he took bread blessed and broke it and gave it to them then their eyes were opened and they knew him. It was then that he vanished from their sight. So, when the Bible says they knew him, in verse 31, what does it mean? Did they not know him before? These were relatives and close disciples of Jesus. And then verse 35 adds that they knew him or he was known to them in the breaking of the bread. May you get a new understanding of the Lord Jesus Christ as we break bread today. This knowing is not the ordinary knowing. Because Cleopas one of the disciples was a blood relation of Jesus. There was no way he could not know him. And the second disciple 
if it was Simon was close. If it was Mary, the, the wife of Cleopas, also a relation. So whichever way you look at it, based on which Bible scholar you listen to, one thing is certain. These are people who knew Christ very, very closely. So what knowing were they, were they talking about? Apostle Paul made a reference to this kind of knowing after all he had accomplished, written, and seen when in Philippians 3 verse 10, he said that I may know him. If a husband and wife are sitting next to each other and one says that I may know her, and this is the 10th wedding anniversary. You are saying, hey, which knowing again? But Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. There is a level of knowing that goes beyond the ordinary. I like the words of the fifth verse of John Newton's classic hymn, How Sweet the Name of Jesus Sounds. How many of you like that hymn? How Sweet the Name of Jesus Sounds. It's a very nice hymn. The fifth verse of that hymn says, Weak is the effort of my heart and cold my warmest thought. But when I see thee as thou art, I will praise you as I ought. When I see you as you are, I will praise you as I ought to. Is it possible that the reason why your praise and worship life is meaningless is because you have not seen Jesus? If you see him as he is, when you are praising him, it is more meaningful. It is more real. It is more relatable. When you know the one you are praising, it does not require effort or struggle. May somebody's eyes be open today. May your praise and worship life be transformed. And may you know the Lord more than you have known him over the years. The second thing we would find out beyond a new awareness is a new appreciation of spiritual experiences. In verse 32, when their eyes were opened, they asked themselves a question. Did not our heart burn within us while he talked on the road and opened the scriptures to us. So, so Jason and Jason, Kelvin and Bassi were demonstrating. So between the point where Christ walked up to them and the point where they sat at table, he took his time and from creation broke down God's plan for humanity. And as he spoke with them, they acknowledged that their hearts were burning and yet still they couldn't tell. Now, much later, after the Lord had gone, they said, uh-huh, 
No wonder when he was speaking the scriptures, our hearts were burning within us. What does it mean? It means that you can have a spiritual encounter or a spiritual experience and at that point, not even know, feel, or appreciate it. But when your eyes are opened, you say, ah, that word that God spoke, I was the one he was speaking to. You say, last week's message, it's now that I understand about the parrot, the nightingale, the vulture, the crow. Oh, it is now that I understand the ostrich. Why? Because your eyes have been opened. Until your eyes are opened, God can speak and speak and speak and you will not appreciate the spiritual experience. As we come before the Lord's table today, my second prayer for everyone is that you will appreciate spiritual experiences. Sometimes God talks to you in seemingly very ordinary ways. The most incredible thing about God's word is that a sermon can last for, let's say, half an hour and can have seven points. But one subset of point number three was exactly for you. And the beautiful thing about what God does is that you ask somebody, which bird spoke to you? They say, oh, me, it was the ostrich. Somebody said, no, me, my only was the peacock. How can one message speak different things to different people? Because the Holy Spirit has a way of taking what God says and connecting with every single individual in a unique way. It is when your eyes are open that you can appreciate spiritual experiences. So you're lying down about to sleep and something is playing out in your mind and in your eyes and it could be a spiritual experience but because you've had a great supper, your mind is on carnal things and the Holy Spirit is giving you an idea about how to deal with that meeting at, at work tomorrow or that issue at school tomorrow. In this season, as we come before the Lord's table, may you become more spiritually aware in Jesus' name. So the first one is a new awareness of Jesus. Let's say it together. The second one is a new appreciation of spiritual experiences. One more time. The third and final one is a new testimony. A new testimony. Verse 33 says, They arose, or so they rose up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. In our illustration earlier, after the eyes of Kevin and Bassi were opened, they ran, they left the bread, because man shall not live by bread alone. So they left the big bread, broken by Jesus, and ran the seven-kilometer journey back to Jerusalem, and they were, as the young people would say, they had vim, telling 
about their experience. Look, the Lord is risen. We saw him. When your eyes are open, you become emboldened to talk about Jesus. When your eyes are opened and you see the Lord and you get to know him, there is no shyness in telling your business colleagues, your schoolmates, your loved ones, and your friends what the Lord has done. Several times, the reason why we are unable to express our testimony is because we have not had that encounter, that scene that opens our eyes. But this morning, may your eyes be opened. May you have a new energy to share your testimony. May you be able to take what God has done for you and, and not say that, listen, God himself knows that he did it. We all know that God did it. And he himself knows that he did it. Yes, God knows. But the beauty about a testimony is that it's also an expression of gratitude. While we all know that God gave you life and God gave you that promotion and God gave you that financial turnaround and God gave your loved one that healing, saying it is your statement of appreciation for the Lord, for the Lord has done. And then you say, see what the Lord has done. What we waited for has come to pass. When you see what the Lord has done, can you see, see what